0: Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.
3: Radio. Let's get to topic number one here, which is what happened in New Orleans. And to me, it really reinforces what we've been saying all along. Brad Powers, give us a newsy recap of what's happened, and we'll give our take.
4: So last night, uh, Oklahoma City, a favorite. Fez, you liked Oklahoma City last night. Uh, and we're not the right side from start to finish. New Orleans wins outright as the underdog last night against Oklahoma City.
3: Okay, and so not so much the game itself, but Dale Demps fired for the Pelicans. And to me, here's the point to take away from it. It seemed like he was being irrational. And whereas it's like, hey, take pretty much the whole Laker team. You've got a guy doesn't want to play for you. You've got a guy in Anthony Davis that you can make the case that maybe sit him the rest of the year. I mean, I've heard that debate. So, literally, an asset that your yield on is going to be very modest. If anything, maybe a net negative because of distraction for the Pelicans. Next year, who knows? In theory, you have him under contract. Do you have any idea how much of a yield that asset, Anthony Davis will be for the Pelicans, even if they kept next year? I don't know. I wouldn't be too optimistic about that. I know that much. And then the Lakers come in. Why? Because they don't like the players they were willing to trade? Maybe. Because they were desperate? Maybe. But they said, hey, here's the godfather offer. Here's the offer that you can't refuse. And Dem says, ah, no thanks. See you later. And to me, it goes to show you, and Colin Cowherd said it, I think, perfectly, is it's hard to do business with someone that doesn't have anything to lose. If there's no sense of, well, what's the consequence of this for Dems? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there isn't any. Well, then what's going to limit Demps from doing whatever he wants, to be vindictive, to be petty. Why wouldn't you even talk to the lady? It's one thing to be mad. It's another thing, have a conversation. It seems like there was a lot of pettiness and now ultimately Demps is fired, which tells me the, which is, doesn't just tell me, it's obvious the ownership for the Pelican said, we don't like the way you handled this. And To me, it's a life lesson, which is if you're doing business with someone that has nothing to lose, it's hard to even apply logic to it. I had a lawsuit breach of contract years ago against a fellow who uh, didn't have a lot of assets, not sure if he had any assets, wasn't afraid to kind of have scuffles with the law, and ultimately we would win – Element after element of the case, this decision went our way, the next decision. In fact, every decision went our way. And then it would be like, well, okay, you've got to pay X to pregame. And it's like, nope. And it's like, what are they going to do? It's like, well, well, you're fine. Now another 10X. Okay. I don't have any money. Like literally. Now, in a weird way, right, you might think, wow, that makes you bulletproof. If you have nothing to lose, no one can – well – Obviously, you're in a bad spot if you have nothing to lose. But, <laughs> so it's not like a business approach. It's not like a way to live your life. But it is a good lesson. If the person you're beefing with, if it's a legal beef, if it's on the street, I've always said ugly guys are much more inclined to get in bar fights. <laughs> what do they have to lose, right? Get a big scar across their face. It's just one more big scar, right? Rob Lowe back in the day, Brad Pitt in a bar fight. Now you're risking something. In this case, Dale dumps. he was the fellow too ugly to care if he got another scar. Well, he got fired, but really, how much did he really lose? Any thoughts, guys?
5: Well, let's be candid, RJ. We were shocked, right, that the Lakers were offering pretty much their entire team in draft picks. This is a Laker team.
3: An entire team plus draft picks.
5: Yeah, this is a Laker team that won 35 games the year before. You know, looking forward, after Anthony Davis leaves, is New Orleans going to be able to win 35 games? I doubt it. And that's just the Laker part of the trade. They still had a nice core with Drew Holiday. I mean, this would have been a pretty good team. Shocking that they didn't want to make that move.
3: It felt vindictive. And whenever you make it personal, it's usually negative for you. And if someone else is making it personal, it's negative for them.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific
1: Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose
2: from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers.
1: Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
3: Let's talk NBA All-Star game, the game itself, because we told you guys we said it on the podcast. We said it on Straight Out of Vegas. We were very interested in the under, under. Now, you might say, wait a minute, RJ, I'm not betting the All-Star game, and I'm certainly not betting the total. Okay, fine. But there's a real lesson to be learned here, and we'll go through it quickly. So last four years prior to last season. So last season, there was a fundamental change. Brad, how would you explain that change in the All-Star game?
4: So instead of having the best players from the East, playing the best players from the West. Last year, they changed up the model to have two captains. And last year, it was LeBron James, Steph Curry, actually draft the best players. You take the number one pick, I'll take the number two pick, and vice versa. To me, it led to more, Like a schoolyard much- pickup. Exactly.
3: So what happened is uh, ego got involved. Yep. If you lost because you were on the East, it's like, ah, oh, look at the people around. But if you got picked, and you, especially the picker themselves... They wanted to win. Team captains wanted to win. Now, luckily, Fez, you've got a long history of being picked last (laughs) in pickup games, so you bring that. Do you feel like, in all honesty, you've got an edge handicapping the All-Star game due to your, uh, we'll call it, athletic travails, difficulties, struggles?
5: Yes, because I had a chip on my shoulder back in high school in gym class. I would not get picked in the top 10, and then I have to play against the scrubs on the side basket, and I would bring it in those games against the other chess players.
3: So you were the best of the scrubs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he says, okay, so what happened was before this change, the average total point scored was 345 in the prior four years, 345 points. Now, last year was year one, after those four years, year one of the new system. And what happened? The total in the game opened, so that's total points, 340. So 345. Prior, they said, ah, maybe a little less. Now, why would it be a little less? Because if the intensity is there, if there's motivation on the NBA All-Stars, it usually shows up on defense. Yep. But the better said, oh, no, no, that's not enough. We're betting under, 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 all the way from 340 to 333. So a seven point, a fairly significant under move. 333 expected last year. Total points last year, 293. 293. Faz, Do the math there. That's 40 points difference.
5: That's a big, big difference. RJ. Imagine, they
3: were wrong by 40 <laughs> points. Now, you might think this year it's like, well, hey, obviously these guys care. Obviously, motivation really matters. I expected a total open around 300, and I actually still was going to like the under. Well, like we said, there's a lot of dumb bookies out there. <laughs> Midland Intellects. That are middle managers, as I like to call them. And so what do they do? They usually will just robotically use their systems, their the very basic Excel sheet type algorithms, which algorithm might be a strong word, you know, a little arithmetic, maybe a little long division in there. But where they're out of their element totally, the bookies is when they don't have a, a, a bunch of history, right? Oh, this is the first time last year that the teams were picked. Now we got one year's data. What do we do? What do we do? Well, I was shocked, shocked. They opened up at 327. So, yeah, down about six points from last year, but still 30-plus points over what last year's score was. Well, the sharp betters. They said, gimme, 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 under, 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 under under, from 327 to 310. So 17 points the line has moved.
5: A Valentine's Day massacre. Betting totals, knocking that total down, RJ, from that 327. I got to tell you, I'm driving home on Valentine's Day, and I'm thinking to myself, there's something I've forgotten to do, and I couldn't remember what it was. And you know what it was? It was to bet the all-star game under at opener. Didn't do it.
3: Well, listen when, you're, listen, when love is first and then money is second for you, then that's just the way it goes, you know? So congratulations. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's worth it. Now, it really shows you, though, when bookies don't know, when they don't have a lot of history, they're lost. And that's why these opportunities, these one-offs, these uh, couple-time-a-year-type things, right before the All-Star break, right after the All-Star break, all these situations that are fairly unique, it's a real opportunity for the better. Last question, Fez, at 310, do you still like the under? You know, I don't, RJ, and here's why. I did a little research. last year, 293, 310 now.
5: Last year, that 293, the three point shooting was horrible. They only made less than three out of 10 shots from three point land. I would expect 35% would be made. If they'd made a normal percentage from threes, they would have had more like the current number at the uh, 310 to
0: 312. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. So you want to be bad? Really bad? Vegas is here to tell you the best time to be
3: bad. All right, Brad Powers, you have all the college knowledge. We usually say it's bad to play Futures. Why? Because there's a ton of VIG, commission, yep. there's cockroach-type bookies are making a lot of money. But if you're selective, you find the right spot. It can be the best time to be bad you're going to give us a few options to be bad.
4: I have three of them here for you, RJ, and I'm going to start off with my favorite one, one that I bet here in the last couple of days. Kansas State, 60-1 to to win it all. Here's a Elite Eight team from a year ago in Kansas State, returned their top seven players from a year ago. So what happened to Kansas State earlier this year? One of their best players, in fact, their best player, center Dean Wade got hurt, missed a bunch of games, and Kansas State struggled. Since Dean Wade returned, eight straight wins, eight straight covers. Kansas State, not Kansas, Kansas State all alone at the top of the Big 12. Kansas State 60-1. to one. If you're talking about a team to win it all, it's probably, if they continue the, the, their current run, going to be a two-seed. Gimme, gimme, gimme.
3: And this is a good example, is oftentimes where seeding's really matter, for example, or making the playoffs as tough like it is in baseball – If you have a big portion of the season that you are, for whatever reason, your team's not as good as it is later, you just don't even make the playoffs or you're so seated so poorly it's hard to do anything. Here sounds like an example where people are going to look at Kansas State across the season, be deceived because of that major injury, but they're going to perform well enough to have a fine seed and be better in the tournament than they were across the season.
4: Yep. This is basically a, a team that's being priced as a top 25 team right now, but the reality is Kansas State's a top 10 team.
3: I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas, talking to Brad Powers, all the college knowledge. Number two, time to be bad.
4: Marquette, 60-1. to one. Marquette in their last 20 games, 18-2. and two. Both losses to the same team, St. John's. St. John's just a bad matchup for Marquette. So here's what I love about Marquette non conference, they did their job. Games against Louisville, Wisconsin, Kansas State. Kansas State, the team I just liked a lot. Marquette beat Kansas State earlier this year. And one thing I like this time of year, RJ, is you got to have a player that can go into dad mode come March. So Mar- define dad mode. Dad mode is a a guy that can take over a game in March when you need a guy to make a shot because let's face it, a lot of times in March games are going to be relatively close. Marquette has that guy. His name's Marcus Howard. He's one of the five best players in the country. Gimme Marquette, an undervalued team at sixty to one.
3: All right, so two sixty to ones. Now the third and final
4: best time to be bad. Washington one hundred to one. So this one's here. It's kind of a derivative bet. Washington has a new head coach. His name's Mike Hopkins. He was basically the right hand man for Jim Beheim, Syracuse head coach for 20 years. So he's running the similar style of defense at Washington that they run at Syracuse. But boy, who gives teams trouble come March more often than not? It's Syracuse because of that unique style of play that which teams are not used to. They don't see the two three zone. Plus very
3: often. nerves. Tournament nerves affect the outside shot more than anything
4: else. No question. And Washington surging 12 and 1 their last 13 games. Another team that'll probably win the Pac 12 and be in that four seed. Gimme, gimme, gimme at 100 to 1.
3: Okay, that's Brad Powers. The best in the business. When it comes to college basketball, college football, Faz, I'm going to let you pick one. Of those three that you like best.
5: I love Kansas state. And here's why RJ, the wise guys are embracing this team. Seemingly every game you see the line move on K state games. And it's been moving on Kansas
3: state example. when they play. So for example, game opens up, let's say Kansas state favored by five Publix Maybe even on the game line goes to six and a half Kansas state. What does it mean? It means the big batters took off the rubber band, bet Kansas State, which means they think Kansas State is underrated.
5: Exactly. We just saw that when Kansas State hosted Kansas Opens, pick K State closes minus three and a half.
3: Okay, so three bets, repeat them real quickly
4: Kansas State 60 to one, Marquette 60 to one, Washington 100 to one.
3: Last question. Oftentimes with these super long shots, odds are they're not going to win it. Yep. Even if you're right, but you can start earning. How do you earn? You can get a ticket at 60 to 1. They win maybe three rounds. And then you can say, okay, for the fourth round, I'm gonna bet enough to double my money. Let's say that you bet hundred to start with, to win six thousand, right? And you can say, okay, if they win that fourth game, I'm gonna double my money. If they win that fifth game, you know, you can decide how to do it, but by betting the other side you can guarantee yourself a profit if you're right about that team advancing further than you might think. Now, Fez, at 60-1, to typically when would you start hedging? After how many wins? It takes six wins in the NCAA tournament.
5: Oh, I like your idea. After three wins, and that's why I love K-State, they can get a number two seed, so they'll be favored in their first three games. And who knows? They could be favored in the fourth game, depending if the one seed gets knocked
4: out.
3: Now, I'll say this. You can't predict it. But boy, oh boy, if you're looking to hedge out, avoid an eight or a nine. Yeah. Right? Because what happens is they win that first game and then they've got to play a number one. Now, you got to wait till later, but that's an interesting approach to say I'd be more inclined maybe to take a long shot with an 11 or 12 seed than I would with an 8 or 9 because it's going to be harder to get to the third round if you're an 8 or 9.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: Brad, though, we got a bonus best bet. So let's start there. I don't disagree with this one. So everyone listen up. Best bet number one.
4: Kansas State, team we just talked about in the last segment, you can get the Wildcats right now tomorrow against Iowa State. Kansas State minus two best bet, and it's similar to what I just mentioned. Kansas State is a team that's a top 25 team being priced like one, but recently has been playing like a top 10 team. Eight straight wins and covers since they returned their center, Dean Wade. They have had Iowa State's number, just a bad matchup for the Cyclones, their opponent. Three straight wins and covers in the series easily by Kansas State. Give me Kansas State tomorrow, minus two.
3: Best bet, Kansas State. Brad Powers, all the college knowledge, but I disagree with them. You know what this music means. It means we're going head to head. All right, Brad, I'm letting you go first. The game, Kentucky, Tennessee.
4: Kentucky at home, favored by three. Who do you like? I just don't like that this is another best bet for me on Kentucky minus three. We have history, history at stake here. RJ, Kentucky has never, never lost back-to-back home games under John Calipari. Last game, Kentucky lost at the buzzer to a good LSU team at home the other night. Now they're facing the number one team in the country, Tennessee. Those 12 other times, it's only happened 12 times prior, Kentucky losing a home game under Calipari. They've won the next game, all 12, covered eight of those 12. And here's the number one factor for me. I kind of hit it. So hold on a second.
3: What What you're saying there is that somehow because they lost the game, it's a sign that the only logic that could make that a positive thing is that they're extra motivated. Absolutely. Are you telling me that Kentucky wasn't going to be motivated playing the number one team in the country?
4: Good call. All right, so move on to something that makes sense. Okay, so their opponent, Kentucky, Tennessee's number one in the country, been number one for five weeks. That's their all-time record as far as they've only been number one for five weeks in their school history. They've handled it well. So if anything, under your theory, they're going to be all motivated to break that record. Yeah, but here, here's the key. <laughs> Tennessee's been beating no one. Tennessee hasn't played a top 30 team since December 9th, 16 games ago. Same stretch, Kentucky's played seven, seven top 30 teams. So, you think this is just purely you
3: think Tennessee is way overrated? I do. Okay, let's go into a Socratic dialogue here. I'm going to ask you a couple questions and you're going to answer them. By the way, assistance from pregame pro Dave Esler. Esler has been with us almost a decade. He wins as much as anybody. I like to piggyback winners, especially in college basketball, not one of my strong suits. Now, Esler believes the teams that's beat Kentucky Duke, Seton Hall, Alabama, LSU all are quick paced teams. They like to run, and Tennessee likes to run. Agree or disagree? Agree. All right. So you're saying the profile of Tennessee is a type of team that can beat Kentucky. Yep. Who's the best player in this game?
4: Uh, Tennessee probably has the best player,
3: Grant Williams. Yep. So I've got the best player too, and I'm getting points. Okay, interesting.
4: Now, uh, Kentucky typically
3: there's a big length advantage, height. Yep. Yep. Do they have it in this game? Yeah, they still have it. Really?
4: A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah.
3: If they're on their tippy toes, is what you're (laughs) saying? Now here's the kicker. He hasn't been around for a while. It's haystack Hank. Who is he, if you haven't listened, if you're new? Haystack's from the country, and he handicaps from his gut. He just has these
4: gut feelings. He's a simple man, Haystack. Haystack, who do you like in this game? Well, I got to like them boys from Kentucky. Minus three, are you kidding me? Just like what Brad said, I got to agree with him. They ain't going to lose back-to-back home games. Never been done before in 10 years since John Calipari got there. I got to get Kentucky at home. Just got to barely win the game. Kentucky, roll.
3: Now, if there's any bet you want to make, you want to fade Haystack. So on one hand, Brad Powers and Haystack on Kentucky minus three. R.J. Bell, Dave Esler on Tennessee, green button. Now, we usually only go 100 at a time. I think this is your best bet. We up this, baby. What do you want to go to? let's do it. You want to go to a nickel?
4: Yep, let's do it. 500.
3: Yep. 500. Now, Fez, you have an ability now to jump in for 500 yourself. Let's do it.
5: Kentucky's the better team right now.
3: So we've got a dime, guys, a dime, $1,000. I've got Tennessee plus three, Haystack and the boys, Kentucky. Oh, by the way, don't want to make a big deal about this. I was just up at pregame.com watching the screen. It is not two and a half. Mm. It crashed. Someone's probably setting it up. Unf- oh, Oh, oh <laughs> yes. So unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, you guys just laid a thousand at a bad number. Won't be bad when it closes. Oh, yeah, really? You got that all figured yeah. out, huh? <laughs> That's my projection. I just I can't lie. When I saw it flash in front, like it flashed during the commercial, these guys are looking at the their stocks or whatever they're doing. <laughs> well and I'm just watching the screen thinking, can I get just a little extra edge? I have the football odds up. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm at no vig and I get an extra half point. That's why I'm R.J. You literally have 20 seconds, Faz. Give us your AAF best bet.
5: Alliance of American Football love San Antonio plus six versus Orlando. Orlando is overvalued based on destroying a horrible Atlanta team week one. And San Antonio has a really strong home field advantage. And I think, R.J., the home teams are going to have big edges that have good
0: crowds.